at no charge. All they ask is that you donate to Maria Aid, which is an organization dedicated to providing soldiers in Ukraine with all the equipment they need. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear. Can you hear my air conditioning, Axel, when it goes on? It's so it's so hot here, you guys. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, uh, Maria Aid, 100% of your donation will go to uh, Ukrainian soldiers fighting. It'll go to thermal uh, vision. It'll go to body armor. It'll go to drones, uh, equipment like that. Tourniquets, probably most important. Uh, tourniquet could actually save a life. Body armor. Uh, so could thermals, honestly, anyway. And so could drones. It's all saving lives. Every penny, every penny that goes to Maria A will go to uh, helping Ukrainian soldiers survive uh, this. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll leave it there. Uh, please retweet the space, spread the word about the space. Again, if anyone wants to come up, uh, raise your hand. Uh, you have any questions for Axel or for Slava or I guess I don't know that much, but uh, or uh, just uh, had anything you want to share about any uh, new updates about Ukraine? Uh, come on up. Thank you. Joseph, I need to hunt for a, a wire. As you know, there's not a single engine you can't fix without, I mean, uh, without a hammer and a wire. So if you give me a second, I'll do that. I'll give it a shot here. Hang on. We got one request. Peace for Ukraine. Go right ahead. Good morning and Slava Ukraini. Um, I'm just going to share two tidbits of uh, information um just a a post uh, of uh, president zelensky where he retweeted a message from yesterday from uh, president macron where, where he was stating that six additional uh, caesars are going to be swiftly delivered to ukraine and reinforcement of additional material to be delivered to Ukraine, which is, uh, I hope that that tweet means that if it's not on its way, it's already there. That's my very wishful thinking. Um, and I would like a comment from Slava on this. And my second piece of information, this morning I was watching um, the speech from Vanderlein in the Verkovna Rana, uh, that was very, uh, very strong support for Ukraine, as it should. And that's, that's the Ukrainian parliament for our audience, is that right? Correct. Um, and um, and also, there was a very touching, moving, moving moment where uh, someone tweeted um, the EU flag going into the parliament, into the Ukrainian parliament building and everyone was standing up and applauding and someone tweeted uh, the eu flag is here to stay and also uh i think president van der Leyen also tweeted that and i would like slava's impression on on both on those information okay uh, thank you for the question about the flag uh, i did not see it yet uh, but it's Absolutely good to see support from everywhere. So European flag, Ukrainian flag together, it's absolutely works because we are trying to connect with Europe more and more. So it's absolutely works. Uh, sorry, peace for Ukraine for first question I just missed because I was distracted. So can you re it's repeat? about the uh, Caesar, Caesar howitzers that are coming from France, I believe six uh -huh. additional Caesars. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any information about whether they're in Ukraine already? As, uh, as I am not military, so no, no information for me, but absolutely uh, welcome. More uh, are welcome, more they marry. So absolutely give anything they, uh, they can and Ukrainian soldiers like Operator Starsky, Olaf, and other heroes are going to use to, to good. Because of this uh, works is get, makes Ukrainians more and more angry. There, there, is, there, is not, there is no peace talk. Because uh, what I see picture, in the Russia, more than 80% supported this war. And we know why they supported because they were just taking Ukrainian land Ukrainian uh, um, uh, belongings and just wanted to move and to live in the Ukrainians well-built housing and well-built apartments. Um, in Ukraine, 
support for this, not just war, support not to give up any lands also rises. More than 80% Ukrainians don't want to give up to this because we are, we are at home. We do not want to give our home to some uh, animals, so some orcs, sorry, animals. Uh, so we're going to fight. Um, and just for me, every day, angry, angry, and more angry because this, this not must just stop. We must win. So I'm sorry, I'm not answering your question, peaceful Ukraine, but it's good. Everything you can give meaning weapons and support, it will work. It will work because uh, more and more information that is confirmed that uh, any European country will be next. If Ukraine falls, will be next. It's just no other way. Thank you. If I may, Slava, um, there is absolutely no issue on, on not replying in full. I You have 100% my support. 100% my admiration, and uh, we, as Axel says, the center must hold, we will hold here, we'll continue to support Ukraine, because Ukraine deserves to be full, free, and in peace, and we'll fight until that day, and then we'll also help rebuilding Ukraine, because you are, you are our brothers and sisters, and you do not deserve at all what is happening to you. You are a peaceful country who wants to live in peace. We will fight with you, together with you, and we'll do as much as possible to help on this path. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for that. And uh, I absolutely appreciate any support that uh, I hear from the NATO, uh, what I hear from the Canada, uh, United States, from the Europe, from Britain, from France, that we're gonna be supporting until they win because uh, there is the they the say west understand and in now in complete support of ukraine that uh, this evil must not spread further and it's good and feeling the support it's great but uh, we must act more and more because as just today i wake up and odessa 19 dead missile strike and Russia saying, ah, we don't know. It's, it was military, military um, object. Just, uh, it's all lies. So it's just, just killing, taking our um, place, taking our cities. So good, good support is good and good that um, it's not stopped until the win of the Ukrainians. So thank you. Thank you for the support. And for for the support with the words is absolutely fantastic because it's the reason why I joined this space months ago. That's right. No more uh, no more business with Russia after the war. No more fancy optics for Russian tanks, and no Abs- more you know microchips for missiles. I mean, come on, we can't, Absolute- we can't have any of that. Absolutely. And Ukraine are now uh, taking steps to uh, make uh, for for the Russians to travel into Ukraine through the visa because before the war in 2022 and even after 2014 a lot of Ukrainians made the appeal called to that that close this gate close uh, make visa for the Russians because for them it was really easy they jump on the train and few hours you are in Ukraine now it's going to be closed. Now it's going to be through the visa. You should understand a lot of the, how for Ukrainians before this 22, it was uh, not even personal for me. It was so absurd when some pop or rap uh, artists from the Ukraine, uh, from the Russia, who absolutely despise Ukraine, come into uh, uh, Kyiv, yeah, for, for the, some uh, pop-up concert. And during his uh, stay in Ukraine, he's uh, saying different stuff. Uh, and even before the war, different stuff about Ukraine, despising Ukrainians, despises um, uh, whole Ukraine. Also before, uh, traveling to the Crimea, supporting this occupation. And then he's free moving in the Kyiv like nothing happened. 
a lot of Ukrainians was against it. Uh, and also uh, some Ukrainians pop stars who now live in, in, in Russia, in Moscow, everywhere, and do not, they st- did nothing after 2014, still traveled to Ukraine to give some concert. It's totally absurd. So any ties with the Russian must be cut, no support. It must be North Korea free, I would say, because it's even worse. And it uh, must happen. And I let that, uh, that wall that wall between uh, Poland and Belarus looks pretty nice, huh? Ah, great! I saw it. Ten meters, great. Looks great. Fantastic. And it should be done everywhere. It's orcs is gonna be try move further for further. So we we should take action. Thank you. Agreed. All right. So we got a couple hands up. So we're gonna go to Luca first. Then we're gonna go to Luis. Hey guys, Nick Chuck. You're, you're good. Good. Um, I think my question is for Slava Green and maybe like, and for the overall group about that story of some poor Russians moving from far away, like Buryats or something like that. And, uh, you know, with their families, basically to illegally settle in uh, some of the temporarily occupied uh, territory. So I'm wondering, because those people are poor, so why would they like have the money to pay for such a long trip? It feels a little bit like maybe what uh, China did with Tibet, where they tried to move the population from all around China to those places. Do you think that that's what Russia is doing, not only like kidnapping the youth from those places and moving them away, but moving some of the poor people there to try to effectively... Um, you know, prevent, uh, you know, Ukraine taking it back and to, you know, Russify the the area. And so basically it's a sponsored program by the by the state of of the Russian Federation. Do, do you think that's what it is? Thank you for the question. I don't think it is sponsored, but I don't see them see that they prevented from doing this. So. What what I understand because through just this article because I'm on the west of Ukraine I don't really know some facts but I trust uh, Ukrainian journalists so I don't see that this sponsored but it's completely allowed and uh, for to move them to to Ukraine is this not uh, um, it's not a lot of money because they hump hump on the train or maybe some uh, it's cheap way. It's not uh, too much money, but because uh, for them, in their minds, it looks like a better living in the Russia when they li- just lived in the yurts. You must understand you a lot of the stories that people just uh, I don't know how to say uh, they do not have toilets and they just uh, in this deep. Uh, uh, um, deep shit just dying because he uh, fall, fell into this uh, deep uh, shit. Uh, but for them, it looks great. When you just move for nothing, you have maybe some, make some pain and just live great apartments. It's Euro standard. You should understand. Ukrainians just live in great European standards, plastic window, uh, European rem, um, renovation, uh, microwave, automatic washing machine, uh, internet, notebook, computers. For them, it's just a toilet. It's just innovation. It is future. And for them, it's just better living. They they don't understand. For Ukrainians, it's not a problem. They go, to take back, it's not a problem. More ammunition, more uh, weapons, and they're going to be taken. No one going to live there. Uh, Ukrainians have the rights, uh, all the documents on in the DIA, all the rights to the properties, real estates, all Ukrainians have the rights. So it's not going to be a um, problem to take back, just some more ammunition. So I don't think it's sponsored, but for, Rus- for the Russian, it's easy if the Russians just move. But it is a plan what was happened before. They take Ukrainians from the Ukraine, move deep to the Russia, and you Russians move to Ukraine to mix up all this territory. So this is what they're doing. Thank you. Thanks, so. Uh, so, yeah, before we go to Luis, so did Luca, anyone else have any Luca, thoughts on that specific? Okay. One question, sorry, Joseph, one question for Luca. 
Luca, when did the Romans invent invent the form of water closet? Do you mean water heating? Uh, water heating? Oh, I wouldn't, wouldn't even go there. But when did the Romans invent the water closet as we know it, as a general thing, like a sewage canal, water flowing through houses and the like? I would think it was like probably in the 200 BCs, if I go by mind. Is that correct? Yeah, well, completely right. And then we come into the times of Trajan. And when Trajan, uh, well, ruled with his iron fist as a dictator, he said all of uh, Rome's provinces should have it. Well, he never made it to that far east, evidently. Wow, yeah, that's true. Good point. Good point. Thank you. And I, I'm sorry, got message from the Peace Forum Ukraine with the video of the European flag uh, going in through the Verkhovna Rada and watching it, absolutely fantastic. Great. Uh, it's now confirming that Ukraine, it is part of the Euro, if the Euro, Europe uh, as the West, uh, Western country, so Absolutely great. So we're getting closer and closer to the European family. Thank you. Peace for Ukraine. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Okay, so I think we lost Luis, so uh, we're going to go to VSO. Go ahead, VSO, you got the mic. Go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, uh, good evening, or wherever you are. Um, yeah, Slava. Um, you know, what I'm thinking of when I ho heard your story, I think those Rus Russians will be sad. When they, when they are going, I hope they go back uh, feet first, but if they make it alive back to Russia, they will. Um, they will know what they're missing, like uh, Axel pointed out. Yeah, everybody in the Western world knows running water and sewage canals and such. The Russians will know what they miss, and they will uh, know a lot what they miss by not being like Ukraine. They are ju just jealous and they're trying to make you angry because they are sad. They know they will never have. They will be back in the Stone Ages and we'll ignore them as they are. Thank you. And we'll keep hope to uh, be uh, victorious with Ukraine. Thank you. Thank you. So, and just uh, to remind you that uh, it was similar happened, uh, started to happen after 2014, where a lot of the Ukrainians le uh, left the occupied territories. And these uh, apartments was uh, then uh, given for free for some uh, Russians. So it was the same thing. So yes, we're going to win. Thank you for the support. Thank you. Okay, well, if anyone's got any uh, further questions for Slava, I'm sure uh, be happy to answer, but uh, we don't want to... Uh taxes uh endurance too long uh sorry i had to axel do you have a... uh, i did not mute everyone axel did you do that <laughs> i'm gonna un i'm gonna unmute everyone okay um sorry about that uh but so uh if anyone uh, wants to come on up and uh raise your hand uh we're having a discussion uh broadly speaking about uh ukraine uh recent developments in ukraine uh come on up raise your hand if you got any questions thank you so while this is quiet time, I will add more information that, that I just read, uh, articles that some occupiers uh, trying to left Kherson through the Crimea because they are afraid that uh, Ukrainian uh, forces, soldiers, are going to be um, trying to free Kherson. And uh, as I know that there is reports that it is prepared and Kherson is going to be freed some close time. So about Kherson is like a better news. Thank you. Thank you, Slava. So we got uh, Luis back. So we'll have uh, Luis go first, uh, followed by uh, Knockers and then Joanne. Uh, go ahead, Luis. Hey, guys. Sorry. Uh, having some technical issues here in the car. Uh, I wanted to ask Slava if he... Uh, I, I heard your article and I uh, wanted to ask you if there is an estimate how many uh, people came from Russia to occupy the Ukrainian uh, apartments and houses. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, numbers was not uh, provided. So it's like a reporting from the partisans. So 
it's like uh, not official but it's like a word that was traveled from the partisans who are on the occupied territories and they just providing information to the uh, free territories what i think what happening that ukrainian journalists have some uh, connection in there and they provided that what is happening to uh, keep uh, uh, how to say uh, finger on the pulse what is really happening on these territories so no numbers but uh, it is true because same thing was started to happen after 2014 so no numbers thank you Luis do you have a follow-up Luis yes go ahead you are breaking Luis uh, I also uh, I, think we're having us I also know that it is true can you hear me you are in a matrix. You are in a matrix. Hello, can you hear me? Okay, okay, go. Go ahead, Luis. Luis, you're uh, on mute now. If uh, you want to unmute, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was talking with a muted mic. Um, I know that the article is true because I also read it, and uh, I thought maybe you have another article with some numbers in it. But I think... It is absolutely astonishing that, um, I mean, look how they live in Russia, look how Ukrainians live, uh, toilet in the house, washing machine, um, running water in the house or apartment. Of course, they want to have all that, uh, but I'm absolutely sure that uh, they will be kicked out as soon as possible. And we will fight for that until uh, the entire Ukraine is in again. So just to add to this, uh, just for me, feeling that they have no trouble to move to Ukraine, to live in some one place, taking these belongings, it just uh, is like normal. For me, it is more angry that uh, it's just not humane, not humane, not civilized, just... Uh, not good. Thank you. Thank you, Slava. Uh, go ahead, Joanne. Good morning. Slava, I thank you very much for your time and for your report. And it is infuriating. It is inhumane. It is uncivilized. They are acting like animals. And I look forward to the day when you yourself can escort these people out the door into trucks that will take them to prison. And furthermore, welcome home buses of children and women and men that had been kidnapped to Russia. And we support you in every way that we can, including convincing stubborn senators that, yes, Ukraine needs ambulances. They do need ambulances. It's not a village we're talking about here. We're talking about a large country that needs our help. It needs our help medically, militarily, financially, emotionally, anything that we can do. And I thank you very much for coming here this morning to report, despite the upset and turmoil and pain that you have inside of you. I, I hope that we can help you feel better somehow by continuing to bring you good news. And... I'm very sorry for what's happening, and we are going to try and help you to fix it. And again, I thank you for your time. It, it's very much appreciated. Good morning to you. Thank you, Joanne. I did not try to upset you, but just trying to picture the real picture of what is happening. And greatly appreciated your support. It's absolutely great. Yeah, I feel support from the West, from the regular people. It's absolutely great because for Ukrainians, it's important to feel in the, with the words. It's absolutely great. But I just wanted uh, to share with people that uh, for, for a lot uh, here in the other places, that for a lot of the people, it's look war. It's like uh, soldiers fighting soldiers. But... In this war, it looks just murderous. It's just just uh, terrorist uh, taking place, taking space, killing. It's it's not just a regular war uh, with some group of, with another group. It's just 
genocide and just picture pe uh, try to picture this uh, for everyone who hear it that it's not the regular uh, war and it's not just soldiers dying but it's absolutely horrendous what is happening so thank you john for the support i hear you and i hope it was helpful what i provided so thank you yes and you need to tell us the truth no matter how ugly it is we need to know the truth we need to understand what is happening for us in the united states in my age range we've never experienced a war on our soil or close to it what you are experiencing every citizen of your nation from the infants to the newborns to the 80 year olds and older are involved every person in the country is involved and for you to tell us the absolute truth no matter how ugly it is we need to know we need to understand and don't worry about hurting us it's your entire country from the nine-year-old girl who took off down the street and the reporters got her back to her house i picture that in 29 years she's going to be in charge of europe united because that's the spirit these children are growing up with. Don't worry about upsetting us or hurting our feelings. Tell us everything that we need to know. It's important that we know everything that's happening to you guys. And you do have our support, and I'm glad that you feel it. Take care. Thank you, thank you. And I absolutely agree with you. Uh, world should see, should hear what is happening in Ukraine. So because what you said is that a lot of people did not experience this war. And as I'm try always trying to uh, know that I'm on the west of Ukraine, I'm not feeling really this war, this, this explosion, uh, but I feel what is happening because it happened to all Ukrainians. For me, it was started in 2014. Uh, all happiness was disappeared, sucked from me, and it happened again in 2022. So. It's affecting all Ukrainians, even Ukrainians who live abroad, who uh, had to uh, move from Ukraine. So it, it is uh, absolutely right that the world should see because uh, what we're experiencing, it's really, not to say that's rare, but for a lot of people, it's not uh, close to the home, as to say. So. Uh, great that you understand Ukrainians that what we feel and great for the support it's important that it's important for Ukrainians to know that uh, we are not alone in this problem and we are going to be solving this problem with your help with ammunition other uh, support uh, and uh, it's great great to hear thank you thank you everyone who in this room I glad to help you and you help us, so thank you. Thank you, Slavon. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, you know, the human cost of this war really is stacked. A, a single human can't even wrap their mind around the, the, the scale of it. But, uh, you know, if we look at 15 million people who have been displaced, the 2 million people who have been deported into Russia uh, in sort of a mass deportation, uh, the indiscriminate violence against civilians, uh, it's... It's, it's a genocide to make sure that people understand very clearly and just uh, in no uncertain terms uh, exactly what's happening so that at least the people that tr try to try to talk around it and try to make this about something else have to look it in the eye and say, this is what is happening, because it's, it most certainly is. Thanks. And to add, add to this, uh, we are all in this together. It's not just Ukraine. You should understand we are just uh, on the, I think you understand this, but I'm talking to everyone who go here that do not understand it yet. Uh, it's not just Ukraine. It's all the West. It's fight against the West. It was planned from the start. It, we know childhood trauma, trauma of the Putin. We know it because it's his weakness. And we know what he's trying to make it so it's we all in this together so thank you for the understanding so thank you i think it's a, a sad poem right it's like uh, all all human beings are, are one body and if 
if uh, one part of the body hurts, right, if one part of the human race hurts and, and you don't feel it, then you're not part of part of that human body, right? Something. Yes, absolutely. So well said. Very well said. Anyway, uh, to all our listeners, we're talking about Ukraine. We have uh, Slava up here. He's a, a Ukrainian who uh, gives us updates, regular updates from uh, the west of Ukraine where he lives uh, and also just the situation generally in the country. Uh, if anyone has any questions for him, feel free to come up. Uh, I don't want to uh, keep you too long, Slava, if you've got uh, anything you got to do, though. So uh, let us know if you got to go. No, no, no. I'm time, uh, good with the time. So I, I understand that it is warm outside. So a lot of people like to take some uh, sun shower. So it's okay. I'm here. Um, any question? Glad to answer. Thank you. Slava, um, when you're on the west of Ukraine, can you talk a little bit of what the experiences of sort of say your parents and grandparents were in terms of how they went through the Soviet times? And I don't know to what extent your grandparents were afflicted by the crisis of the days of Holodomor, but maybe you can share a bit of the background because I think people need to understand how subjugation, suppression, oppression by the Russians have worked because many people still don't have any kind of access to it. Now they hear the example of the Buryat moving into the houses and pushing out the others, but maybe you can shed a bit more light on it. I, mean, I think both you and I know a lot of stories, but uh, maybe we can just give more anecdotes. Okay, thank you Axel for the question. So I'm not really good with the stories, but but you point out on one thing. Uh, so about uh, had a talk with my grand uh, grandmother a uh, few months ago, and I asked about her uh, time when she was young girl, and he was it was the time of the World War Two. So she. Uh, whole time he's, she was living in the village. Uh, it's like a small village, nice uh, nature. Uh, so what she experienced and what, what she shared with me is that uh, at first it was uh, when, I may be bad with the timing, with the history times, but what she remembers that at first uh, was um, German who came into the territory because it was west, west of the Ukraine. And it was absolutely no fear from these, uh, say, soldiers. And she's, she's even, uh, she's old, but she's absolutely remi remi uh, rem remember this time when a soldier took her uh, on the arms uh, and... Uh, took her, her to the chest and he was smiling, he was happy because uh, she reminded him of her, his daughter. daughter. So uh, he even after that, uh, he gave uh, chocolate. Uh, so for her, it was nice experience and she remembered it her whole life. But uh, she's, and she's happy when she's told this story because I try to uh, remind her to just to happy, um, just keep her happy. But she's not sharing a lot of the this great time when the Russians come. But for, for me, I know that for, from the Russians occupiers, from, even for me, I understand that it was n n nothing good. So uh, it's not a lot of story for me because I'm not this in deep in the stories, but it is a nice story for me that will gonna uh, be kept with me because it's nice from this my grand uh, grand uh, mother. So it was nice. Thank you. Thank you, Slava. Uh, we have a new speaker. Uh, I'm gonna go with Myung. Uh, if you'd like to uh, speak, go ahead. Okay, I think they dropped down. So uh, if anyone uh, would like to come up and uh, raise your hand, if you have any questions uh, for Axel or for Slava, uh, we'd be happy to answer them. Just uh, come on up and raise your hand. I haven't had time to check a lot of news. It just looks like there's uh, some new uh, strikes happening, uh, which is unfortunate. Slava gave us uh, some updates on that. Hopefully more air defense is coming to Ukraine to uh, help prevent some of these attacks. It's, uh, it's always tough to see. I'm just reading uh, news, uh, Ukrainians. 
in the Mar Mariupol uh, discovered new uh, uh, brotherhood, uh, how to say, and a lot of that in just one space. Uh, like a mass grave? Mass grave, thank you. Uh, uh, around 100 uh, dead bodies in the Mariupol. Yeah, that's right. And in my understanding, the Russians are trying to like sort of just bulldoze over mass graves to try to kind of cover them up. Yes, yes, they, they don't care. So we've got two new speakers. Uh, we've got uh, Esperanza. Uh, go ahead. Uh, thank you. I have a question to Slava, and I'm always always curious to know uh, since the since uh, uh, Lukashenko nearly lost his power uh, uh, when the uh, Belarusian uprising was coming was taking place. I'd like to know what is Slava's opinion about uh, the um, um, the um, I would I would call it a tug of war between Lukashenko and Putin. I think I think myself that Lukashenko is trying to outplay uh, Putin and by trying to get to stay to uh, uh, in power in, in whatever. Ways, and I'd like to know what Slava thinks about this. Uh, what is the what is what is his opinion about the game being played between those two thugs? Uh, thank you, Luca, for the question. So I don't know, did you know it? But uh, in Ukrainians in informational space, it is uh, from the first uh, months of the war uh, started that uh, son of the Lukashenko is under control. Uh, of Putin. So uh, Lukashenko has no chance to outplay Putin. He's totally dependent on what Putin says. So uh, he uh, have his son, Mykola, Nikolai, I think, uh, in his, uh, I have to say, in his control. And because Lukashenko even preparing this Mykola as a future president of the dictator of the Belarus, and but they both dictators, they have no chance for democratic elections, and Lukashenko is just a cockroach. He's have no chance to outplay. He's totally dependent on the Putin. So it's not like he's. Uh, some great uh, thinker. He just uh, uh, like a small pawn in the hands of the Putin. So he's using, but he, uh, Lukashenko understands that cannot, he cannot go with the war to the Ukraine. He's trying to uh, remain like a neutral but he's totally allowed uh, Russians' uh, special forces to strike uh, with rockets uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, space. So Lukashenko is done. Uh, he has no future. They thinking about to put uh, his son as the leader of the Belarus, but it's not going to happen because uh, Belarusian is going to revolt. It's going to be happening sometime. Sorry to interrupt you. Yes, yes. I, well, I think it's, it's quite, you know, um, I think Lukashenko will be the first guy to leave Putin. And I think he's not that stupid because he's playing, uh, you know, he's he hasn't put his army up. I know he couldn't do this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but My I think he's... Question for you. Uh, where, he, where he's going to live? Where is... Where is well, 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 of course you're right. Yeah, of course you're right. But I think that uh, that uh, he is trying to get uh, as as uh, little to be involved as, as possible, and try, and try to find a way out of this so he can, you know, flee with his son. Because I know he's finished. Yeah, we know all. We all know that he's finished. And but but he's trying to get some kind of excuse that you know he wasn't really hundred percent it. And he has no way to run. He is, either he stays in the power of Belarus, which he's going to lose anyway. And his son also has no chance. So for me, it looks like this. It's gonna, Belarus is going to fall. It's going to be taken for, with the Belarusian um, 
I think with Belarusian people, it's still a lot of uh, the support of the uh, this maybe not support, but a lot of the uh, people who's not decided who to support because they still loves Russia as a, a bigger brother. Ukraine, Ukrainians is done. Uh, we have no bigger brother, but Belarusian still looks on the Russia as bigger uh, brother, and it's gonna happen. It's gonna. I think is uh, this. Um, uh, uh, house of cards is gonna fail when you when Ukrainians strikes more and more in counter attack. Thank you. Absolutely, and I think you know when the Belarus Legion started uh, during this war, I think it was like two hundred people. Now it's like fifteen hundred people. <laughs> like it's getting pretty big. And, uh, I don't, uh, Slav. I had a question for you about Belarus. Uh, in my understanding, uh, Lukashenko has a slogan that's something like "Take off your clothes and get to work." Is that? Do you know anything about that? Is that a correct translation? Uh, yes, you are close, but uh, don't remember is how it sounds. But yes, he's uh, constantly gives this. Uh, like uh, affirmations, how, how they, how Belarusian are great workers. Uh, I don't remember. I need to research it to be right. Thank you. So I don't know. Thank you. Yeah, I think in this context, take off your clothes means more something in in English. We would say like roll up your sleeves. Like you know, uh, you know, you're gonna get sweaty. You know, get get rid of your clothes so you can really get to work. But uh, I don't know. Just a very bizarre slogan. Take off your clothes and get to work. Uh, okay, uh, well, well uh, we had uh, Esperanza come back. I think you wanted to follow up, so go ahead. Uh, the, no, thanks very much. Uh, I think I, 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 I know the point uh, of Slava. There is one uh, probably uh, uh, wasn't mentioned before, but there is the, uh, there's some news. I'm so sorry. I accidentally muted you. Go ahead. Okay, once again. So, Wukashenko uh, probably, the reason was, uh, this was the reason was my question, because I read the news today in the morning that Wukashenko uh, has... Uh, uh, has allowed uh, from the beginning of the 1st July of today uh, for Poles to travel without visa again to, to, to Belarus. Uh, uh, there's a lot of comments like, you know, that, um, that Lukashenko is looking for, for Polish hostages, uh, <laughs> for, you know, to take them uh, as prisoners, right? But, uh, but uh, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of uh, making some kind of crazy combinations uh, and I'm not, not not really sure why is he do uh, why why he's releasing the the the, the visa for Poles. Uh, because he is delusional, uh, he's crazy guy. He's talking about uh, strange things, uh, like a po- Polish people need uh, uh, tra- to travel to Belarus. It's like uh, it's crazy. It's, no one looking to travel to Poland, maybe some people, but uh, to travel to Belarus, maybe some people, but uh, he's uh, tot- make total nonsense every day. So I didn't read this news. Uh, thank you for sharing. But uh, in Ukraine, we don't listen uh, Lukashenko. We don't listen Putin. We They all lie. They there is no providing no no information. It's just uh, walk, walking memes, just walking memes, and we making jokes about them. which is just stupid people. People and I heard from Belarusians. They also just uh, they hate hate him, hate this cockroach. Uh, they can't wait to uh, throw him from this power, but they should do this something about it. And it happened because they understood it's not a president, it's all um, totalitarian regime, it should gonna be gone. And you just, it's just nonsense. Thank you. If I may follow up on uh, uh, one last one, one, one thing there is a uh, Poles are gathering money to buy Barakta for, for Ukraine. Yeah, so um, just uh, another news that uh, the money is flowing in. We're not that uh, close to the the world record that Estonians made. Uh, sorry, for, that the Ukrainians made collecting for, uh, uh, money for, for three or four barakars, but uh, but uh, it's flowing quite quickly. So probably Poland will be another one to to buy barakar for Ukraine. And I heard this news, and it is great tendency. Bayraktar to the people of Ukraine. Great. Bayraktar 
is great news for everyone. Well, to me, it's like the, the modern equivalent of like melting down, you know, your statues in town to like uh, make cannonballs. You know, it's like uh, something the civilians can do in a in a desperate uh, situation to convert civilian to military use. I don't know. And uh, a lot of the the attraction are made with the messages on the not bullets, but on the. Uh, how to say on artillery is uh, not missiles maybe help me uh, artillery shot uh, what what is the shooting the shelling meaning uh, a lot of the people trying uh, now uh, is buying messages on the shelling who is gonna be shooting to the Russian side so it's also That's popular right. I've seen a few a few Walter report shells uh, may, may or may it's not great. have uh, gone into Russian lines. Uh... Georgian Legion, I know, uh, auctions off shell uh, messages. Uh, someone, someone put the message. The CIA paid for this. I thought that was a pretty good one. Uh, so Slava, I, I actually did have a question for you. So um, I was hearing that the, there was a recent, of course, as you know, a high a high level prisoner exchange. Uh, we actually got some of the Azovstal defenders back, which is a real uh, impressive feat. Uh, and one of the things that I heard sort of mentioned just vaguely when the, these prisoner exchanges were discussed was that the Russians seem only or at least very highly interested in Chechens. Like they'll exchange Chechens and they'll give Ukrainians for Chechens, but maybe not so much for Russians. Um, have you heard anything about that in Ukrainian sources? Uh, or is that just maybe some noise that I, I'm mistaken? Thanks. Uh, thank you for the question. I did not hear it. I hear that. But it can be true uh, because uh, we had reports uh, a few months ago that in some occupied territories uh, there was uh, fights between the Russian soldiers and uh, Chechen soldiers uh, uh, in disputes about uh, some stuff, I don't, I don't know, or some belongings, there is a fight between them. So we know there is uh, not so good between themselves. So I can tend to believe that for Chechens is more likely, like a Chechen soldiers in the Ukraine, for the Russians is like uh, more uh, important than regular Russians because uh, regular Russians, it's like uh, this... Uh, uh, from poor sides of the Russia. It's like a n- not real Russians. So Chechens, but they are really sponsored from the Putin. So it's probably true. So thank you. Thanks. And uh, if anyone else has any questions, you guys want to come up, uh, go ahead and come on up and uh, raise your hand and we'll be happy to answer any questions you guys have uh, about uh, recent news in the Ukraine uh, war, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, I should say. Thanks. Axel, you got anything for me? You got some some new new headlines. I think Axel's doing some, some stuff, some behind the scenes stuff. Luca, you you still awake? You going to bed soon? It's late where we are. I think Luca fell asleep. Slava, it's just you and me. All right, um, we'll keep going here. So, uh, you know, I think one of the big issues that I think we're seeing now is the increased use of Russian terror attacks, right? I mean, it's always been happening. It's, it, it would be naive to say that every day there haven't been terror attacks in Mykolaiv and uh, these other cities that are closer to the front lines. But it seems like Russia is intent on using strategic weapons, like their strategic bombers and strategic rockets and missiles, I should call them, um, to you know hit targets of absolutely no military value purely for, you know, intimidation purposes in places like Kiev and places like uh, Odessa. And I guess thinking long term, I mean, it might be possible that we're in a situation where all of Ukrainian territory is liberated, but Russia still has some ability to use these strategic weapons. And I just wonder, like, I don't know, thinking long term, Aside from strengthening air defense, like what what can be done about? It? Is it? Do you, do you think this is something that might be possible, where all of Ukrainian land is uh, in the control of Ukraine, but Russia is still launching like strategic weapons? Uh, thank you for the question. So you're absolutely right that uh, 
terrorist acts uh, keep happening more and more because they don't they understand that they losing uh, against ukrainians heroes ukraine's military and they try to intimidate that people of ukraine start to fear start to leave and start to maybe appeal to the ukrainians i heard it in the other places that uh, ukrainians start to appeal to the government and maybe Zelensky change his mind because like he's controlling in the mind that Zelensky controlling Ukraine and he's like a big dictator he's in say oh war is stopped and we give up no it's not gonna happen uh, Ukraine's with this terrorist acts getting more and more angry and um, less forgiving uh, at some time I just wanted to maybe tell this because I heard it in Ukrainians, uh, with, in Ukrainian community. Uh, even after, you just think about it, e even after three months, when this was uh, some quiet state, a quiet uh, situation, people start to forget and try to forgive for what is happening. It is nature of the Ukrainians. They try, trying to move on, try to rebuild, start to uh, live normal life. But when started again, just like a Kremenchuk, people just wake up again and get even more angry. And they do not forgive at any moment. So they um, gonna give this promise to themselves. We never forget. We're gonna teach our children. Uh, so we not let it happen again. And even we, we, when we Ukrainians uh, free our territory, including Crimea, east of Ukraine, uh, you completely gonna be. You should be sure that shelling is not gonna happen, killing is not gonna happen, and because it is a terrorist state, Russia's terrorist state is. They, for them is just killing and they doing this for pleasure what started to happen uh, in 2014 i heard a lot of these uh, interceptions uh, communication uh, between these uh, russians who was um, uh, soldiers who was like a pretend uh, uh, not partisans but pretend uh, who was like a uh, ukrainians but it was really russians who was put in 